1: My hair through the, air. It's the I feel. On a
0: all right everybody that was Jeff bechel's fat cigar you were listening to and that means it's time for not just blowing smoke coming at you live from our legendary headquarters here at the seven twenty four lounge at twin smoke shop be sure you hit that follow button whether you're watching us live on facebook or youtube or listening after the fact on podbean spotify itunes google wherever else you get your podcast from so that you don't ever miss a thing i'm pastor Padron. i'm here with my co hosts pat and dave we have brie again with us from the 724 lounge and tonight we are talking death and taxes yeah baby it's tax day baby and if you didn't know it may be too late. You need an extension. But well, before we get into that, we're also going to be smoking this. This is the HVC Black Friday 2020. We went into our vault here at Twins and found some of these uh, still hanging around and uh, decided we'd bring it out and see how it did three years later uh, after its release. It's a Nicaraguan Habano Cafe wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler. It's a Corona Gorda. Five and five eighths by 46. Frankly, this is one of my favorite sizes now. I love Corona's, Corona Gordas. And um, Brie, what did you put together for us to drink with this tonight?
1: So, um, ignoring the glassware, because it would typically be in one of those fancy triangular stem Manhattan glasses, we are drinking a perfect rye Manhattan. So, a traditional Manhattan would have bourbon bitters and. Mm. Ooh, sorry, I had like a... <laughs> anyway, bourbon, <laughs> bitters, and sweet vermouth. Sweet but vermouth. we are drinking a twist on that because we're using rye, oh, rye, bitters, and a little bit of dry vermouth with the sweet vermouth. So that's what makes it perfect. And um, the, the garnish is our beautiful little Lixardo cherry. Um, Sorry, so, Dan and it. I were talking before this about if we were going to mm-hmm. do a rum drink, a spiced rum drink, or a rye drink, and decided that rye might um, be a we little liked,
0: bit... Yeah, we liked the way the mm-hmm. rye acted with the cigar a little bit better than the rum.
1: Yeah, the rum was almost too sweet for it, Yeah. whereas mm-hmm. the rye brought out some of the spice. So, nothing spice was a rye with
2: rye. <laughs> oh
0: no, this is a rye.
2: Yeah, that's why nothing was a rye. <laughs> this is a rye. With the rye. This is a rye. It was... It was right. No, this is a rye. Right.
1: So, a good pairing is a,
2: a rye.
1: Yes. No, yeah. yeah.
2: Or a bad pairing
1: is a, yeah. No,
0: yeah. Okay. No. No, That's a good pairing. Yeah. And it, okay. yes, it's a, it's a rye. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, as we are all getting into this, you know, some earth, almost like some you know metallic kind of tastes to the cigar um some sweetness is there too um what are you guys picking up as we start out on this
1: so dan gifted lots me with of pepper uh, mm-hmm. one of these When we were picking the pairing and i got about three quarters of the way through it and the metallic flavor was the first thing we were picking Mm -hmm. up on initially but right off the first two puffs there was an intense black pepper Mm -hmm. that mellowed out really nicely and more of the cedar and like almost a floral Mm -hmm. kind of metallic the room notes really nice yeah
2: there's a subtle sweetness on my palate too um Mm -hmm. but yeah the pepper right now is insane in the retro ale yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's, I'm it's getting, potent. I am getting that tint of like metallic taste in my mouth too.
0: Your nose is starting to drip too. But, <laughs> Pat, you look like you're, you know, really boring into the soul of that cigar.
3: I mean, what are you picking up? Um, it's like a really dry smoke. I think that's probably where the metallic notes you guys are picking up are coming from. To me, it's like. It has like a fruity sweetness to it, mm. which is pretty unique. Because usually when you say sweetness, they can just kind of like sugar or just regular sweetness. But this one has kind of like a, I don't know, like a fruit sweetness. I don't know how you would distinguish the difference, but it has more of like a, a tannin like sweetness. If that makes sense, I don't know. But yeah, it like gets drier. Yeah, no, it's, it has like a little bit got, of like that got bitterness
0: a, to it, like a stone fruit kind of sweetness to it.
3: Then it has that like, does i'll call it wood shavings i don't know like that aroma you have when someone's cutting wood like it's that mm-hmm. kind of sharp kind of fresh wood to it um which i think is because of the aging because again it's been sitting for like probably close to three years now i'd say yep um no it's good and then definitely some black pepper there it's like a um, peppercorn and uh there's something else there too that i'm trying to like
2: Definitely a little cedar.
3: It has like, like a salty kind of cracker too. Mm. Like after you've done the retro, like you have a kind of a creamy note on your tongue. And it's uh to me it's like a salted cracker.
2: That's when I get the sweetnesses in the 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 mouthfeel. Yeah, there. like
0: a saltine kind of sweetness yeah. on the finish. There's a lot of texture to it. Mm-hmm it's funny on on this cigar i'm not getting as much of that um m- mineral or metallic kind of thing that i was getting in the cigar we had this afternoon are you
2: well i got it right away but then it, it kind of like goes away to me i'm not getting too much of it right now
0: what about you Bri? Is are you still picking it up
1: no i mean that's what i'm trying to figure out right now i'm wondering if the the Red Bull, or whatever else is distra- <laughs> is distracting my palate, so it's I took a possible. sip of water.
0: It's possible that <laughs> the Red Bull even, might be distracting. Even after your palate.
1: clearing my palate, I'm, it's not quite the same. Mm. So I'm curious to see as it gets further down if it'll come back. I did get that saltine flavor on the retro mm. as well, so, which I. I
3: don't think it's metallic. I think if you like, put the cigar in your mouth without drawing from it, the way the wrapper kind of mingles with your tongue i think it kind of gives that where you would co- correlate with a metallic flavor like that mm-hmm. sensation on your tongue maybe when you're drawing from the is. cigar but i, I wouldn't yeah. unless you say like maybe a mineral salt when i you know set the cracker but i don't really see many That's metallic earthy components to it it's it could be the band too the band makes you think metallic yeah know.
0: maybe oh, okay. but um taking it with the uh uh rye manhattan a lot of that flavor is kind of changed uh, it brings out some sweetness in the cigar brings out more some uh, stronger cedar notes to it that pepper stays strong though my, my nose is still tingling what do you guys think
3: of the pairing the um, the um, it definitely, out more of like a cream. it definitely brings out more of like a buttery cream, and then I get more of like a Cajun pepper, yeah, I get mm-hmm. like a sweet kind of Cajun yeah, red pepper, mm-hmm. kind of Cajun and the finish has like that kind of sweet leather you get from typically rye, and then obviously corn, mm-hmm. like a corn sweetness.
0: It's funny how and the, citrus. the drink the drink does that. Yeah.
3: So it introduced like four or five notes that I had not gotten originally in the cigar. Mm. Which, is this a Habano 92 wrapper? Is that, I believe that's... No, it's a, uh, well, it's a Habano Cafe. Which is, I think that's the 92, I think okay. that's what they call I Agonosa calls the uh, Habano 92. I'm assuming
0: the cafe refers to the colors.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm
0: okay well it's interesting it is tax day so Yay. i feel compelled to ask uh has everyone done their taxes as
1: of yesterday as
0: of yesterday
1: <laughs>
0: dave january. early yep in january pat did I, you know it was tax day
3: i got my tax return back months ago yeah i've had it done for a while oh well, that's very good
0: Bye my ta- my taxes are done too but uh good grief I got cream this year Oof! yeah i this is this is the first year I have really been in the red as far as the taxes are gone in my half century on this planet so it's 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 not fun getting old <laughs> Uh, you know,
2: push out some more babies, or you know, shut them all my tax, all my, them, all, my all my
0: tax breaks are getting old. You know, they're all moving out, going away, and start adopting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Dan's orphanage.
0: I need to get some more dependents. Mm-hmm. All right, um, but I thought you know, with it being tax day and everything, a good topic of discussion would be uh, talking about cigar taxes and. Where are the best places in the country where the worst places in the country for cigar taxes. And, um, uh, you know, we're fortunate here in New Hampshire. We're one of the few places where there is no tax on premium cigars. Um, but let me, uh, come down here and open this up. So why don't we start with, uh, Start the worst
2: let's see here scrolly scrolly scroll so
0: the worst state the worst for taxes California. is Utah wow Utah has an 86% tax rate on cigars. So, for instance, if a cigar's MSRP is nine dollars and fifty cents, in Utah that cigar is seventeen sixty-seven.
2: Wow, that's genius! It,
0: it's crazy, right? <laughs> now there are several states that have taxes higher than 90. That. The, have higher than 96%. The highest actual tax rate is Minnesota at 95%. But they have a 50% cap. So it only raises the 950 cigar to $10.50. Right. And then next would be Washington state which also has a 95% tax rate, but they have a $0.65 cap on cigars. So, and I've never understood, I guess that tax is on tobacco, period. But premium cigars have a cap on it. Not cigarettes, not other tobaccos, but cigars have been capped so that it's fifty cents in Minnesota, sixty-five cents in Washington,
2: Vermont. But just like screw you Vermont, in Utah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. There's no cap in Utah, so that eighty, that eighty-six percent, is across the board. If it's tobacco, it's taxed eighty-six hmm. percent.
1: Been to Utah, and I'm not surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. Those Mormons gotta do something about it um next on the list is vermont one of the new england states that's in the top of the list at a 92 percent thank you Bernie. great and there are caps though if the cigar retails for under ten dollars there is a two dollar cap if the cigar retail price is over ten dollars, it's a four dollar cap. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're getting totally you're getting totally creamed there. So that nine dollar and fifty cent cigar is going to be thirteen fifty there, and an eleven dollar cigar has that four dollars on it. Which is once that's carried into the cost of the cigar is going to be eight, so it's going to be almost twenty dollars for that cigar. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have Utah, Rhode Island has an eighty percent tax rate, so there's two New England states in there that are at the top of the list. But there's a fifty cent cap for cigars, so again that nine fifty. So, uh, MSRP will be ten fifty in Rhode Island. So that's not terrible bad. Then there's Alaska and New York, both at seventy five percent. Wisconsin at seventy one percent with the fifty percent cap, fifty cent cap, excuse me. And then this this surprises me, um, Arkansas, which you would think. Why does Arkansas care about tobacco but uh they have a sixty eight percent tax but also a fifty percent a fifty cent cap on the cigar hmm. so that's like the top top states for the most tax on cigars
3: what is what is a cigar or purposes of a tax cap
0: i think it has to be a, a hand-rolled cigar so would infused cigars be considered They're hand-rolled I th- if if it's hand-rolled it's and weighs uh what
1: so do they not tax cigarettes the same way they yeah. and well, they don't have a
0: tax
3: cap for cigarettes. So there's there's no, no tax
0: cap for cigarettes, so that that
3: whole tax. The 80% would be applied to everything, but whatever they distinguish a cigar as. So if it's machine rolled,
0: it's going. It's not going to count for that. If it's a hand rolled thing, um, and then I think there ha- there's a weight to it too. You have to. It has to be so many pounds per thousand. But that may vary by the state. I'm not entirely sure. But I know that it's hand-rolled versus machine for most of these states here. Now, what's surprising? Do you see anything in common with those states? Do you see anything in common with those states?
2: They're blue states
0: we're talking minnesota washington state vermont utah rhode island alaska new york wisconsin and arkansas i think you're right i think most of them are blue states
1: they're pretty rural most of them with the exception of maybe
0: yeah i think they have big city um they're mostly rural, but they have huge, rural. huge cities, cities yeah. in them. Yeah, you
2: know. You know. Um, what, why isn't New York in that top list? New York
0: is. I thought nec- they bumped New up. York is, is, uh, it is in York. there. New York is at seventy-five percent. So let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and so the top ten would be. Minnesota, Washington, Vermont, Utah, Rhode Island, Alaska, New York State, uh, Wisconsin, Arkansas, and then Oregon, which has a 65% tax and a dollar cap. Mm. Now, what's interesting to me is that uh, states that do this, you know, do it with the intention of gathering extra funds for whatever purpose? Is it to fund the care for long term smokers and their problems? Is it to help the children? Like the s chip is, you know, I've always (laughs) choked that every cigar you buy goes to help the children. So it's your moral duty to have a cigar (laughs) to help to help the children. This is for the children, Pat. Mm. You know, um, but it, it it doesn't work. The in in none of these states does the money collected equal what they thought they were going to collect because people end up going and getting their cigars from other places, or out of state, or through mail order. We certainly see that here in New Hampshire, where people from Maine or Massachusetts or Vermont, you know, come over the border to get their cigars where there's no tax. People are
2: saying they're hearing an echo. It's bleeding into the mics. Yeah. Getting a little bit of an echo, the people on YouTube say. Okay.
3: If you turn it down, would I get rid of it or should I shut it off?
2: it's too loud in here i don't know if they're blasting mm-hmm. it in there too but
1: probably just a volume. Yeah.
2: okay he turned it down it should be good now so
0: now the 10 states with the lowest tax and i'll go backwards starting with the highest Okay, so we're going to start with uh, Idaho. With Ohio, Ohio has a 17% tax, but a 53 cent cap on cigars. So that that 950 is going to be 1056. Then you got Kentucky, which has a only a 15% tax on cigars. So that $9.50 cigar is going to be ten dollars and ninety-three cents. Maryland also, same thing, fifteen percent. Mississippi, fifteen percent. North Carolina is twelve point eight five
2: percent. What's up with that? I know why eight point eight five, you know. Why why point eight five? Why not just thirteen or just twelve? Why not just ten? That's that's just weird. You know, you know uh,
0: so their cigar is going to be $10.72 if the MSRP is nine fifty. Um West Virginia drops to 12%. Oklahoma is $0.12 cents per cigar. Jesus. $0.12 cents per cigar. So the $9.50 Cigar is going to be $9.74 there. So you're almost paying MSRP in Oklahoma. In Kansas, it's 10%. Missouri is also 10%. And the lowest tax state for cigars in the country is Texas at 1.1 cent per cigar. And again, I ask. Why point one? Well, what's with the mill cent? Yeah. Why, why not just charge the penny or two? What's what's what's
3: up with that, uh, Pat? They're, do you have any
2: idea why that is? They're an oil state, so they they're used to the mills. They're gonna milk everything they get.
3: So, long term probably adds up a little bit more, and it doesn't seem like a big deal. I'm not entirely sure why they would do a 1.1
2: cent. But how do you even charge somebody 1.1? <laughs> <1. laughs>
0: So the 950 cigar, and you looking at like if you, buy, if you buy a
3: box of cigars, it's going to be an extra couple cents. You wouldn't be paying for the single realistically.
0: Yeah. Now, there are uh, three states where there are no taxes at
2: all mm-hmm. in one municipality. And
0: one municipality. Florida, the state of Florida, has no cigar tax. New Hampshire has no cigar tax. <clears throat> Pennsylvania has no cigar tax, and Washington, D.C. has no cigar tax.
2: District of Columbia.
0: So those four places uh, are total tax havens for cigar people. Now, there's there's also, you know, exceptions to these state things on uh, 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 reservations, Native American reservations, um, where taxes are... Determined by those groups. And typically they're a lot lower, uh, which dro- again drives people out. I know in uh, New York State, that's a huge thing. You can drive onto the reservation and get cigars and avoid that 75% tax that's in the rest of the state. It makes it very hard for uh, um, little smoke shops to compete under those things. Mm-hmm. what do you guys think about the whole tax thing with cigars do you think it's and again i i would say you know looking at the at the bottom list here that we read um i don't i honestly don't know off the top of my head are are most of those
2: Oh, I think if our Red founding States. fathers were here today they'd be like wtf guys like uh we left England for like ninety <laughs> percent less than what you're paying right now like what's <laughs> going on like hello
3: <laughs> anyone else um I mean the only thing I can add to it is I'll take like the legal background to it um one of the historic seminal cases we learn in constitutional law is Marbury versus Madison and that's where the federal government had started doing the first federal banks so these banks would be in different states and it's a case that speaks to federalism and like supremacy you know where like the federal government is the supreme rule of the land states have obviously some power but Mm -hmm. federal law is always going to prevail so what happened is maryland started taxing the federal bank and obviously that was wasn't okay so (laughs) the the case one of the important quotes that came out of there that pertains to just taxing in general i look at it beyond the supremacy aspect of it is the supreme court had said that to tax is to kill Mm. and the states can't tax the federal bank because the intent behind the tax is to kill the federal bank so when you look at states that implement some sort of taxation typically it's to kill and a lot of those appropriations go to a general fund i can't speak to what every state does but typically it's a general fund so it's not like it's systematically planned where these appropriations are going to go, however it's just you're making the product more expensive and I think the reason why you see blue states typically a higher tax rate than conservatives is just naturally you look at liberal versus conservative liberals are more for the supremacy of federal law where conservatives are typically hands-off and they want less government involvement so I don't necessarily even think that those states are just anti cigars, I think it's just the point is more pro government. So pro regulation mm-hmm. and cigars are commonly viewed as a detriment, as a health risk and naturally these states are more okay with a tax. You know, if you look at a conservative state Typically, even if it's taxing something that you don't even use, typically a conservative person is going to be against any tax because, again, that's more of that government control over you. Um, and then the reason why you see D.C. as a municipality that doesn't have any tax is because, obviously, it's a federal-run federal municipality, so there's no state laws obviously applying there. And, I, and that's what I find to be very interesting because when you look at the federal government other than the agencies which the fda which is regulating um it seems to be that the federal government likes cigars you know like look at the what, what did yes, i read? stay too it was on half wheel like the um one of the wings and the capitol building is allowed to have cigar smoke in the building mm-hmm. which
2: but you're not allowed to smoke
3: on government property that's the well. <laughs> it's it, it's just it's funny because it's it's just that's what i find to be funny you know so states the, the the big moral is taxes to kill so you see states taxing cigars because it's invasive to cigar smoking obviously it's more expensive to get but so that that's really my only two cents when you see states that are like for instance new hampshire i can speak to the best because kurt's one of the members of the canh yep and it's you know, the people that are in Concord are very pro-cigar. And it's a deep-rooted aspect of the history of New Hampshire. Obviously, with the 724 brand speaks very well. That That's deep-rooted in American history, but especially it was in Manchester, New Hampshire. So yep. it's, it's a state that favors cigars, which is why we have no tax. Right. Which is why, uh, Amen. It, 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 what is Connecticut... Uh, Let me get to Connecticut here. Let's see. Is Pennsylvania obviously having no tax is good because that's a deep-rooted, like actually cultivating tobacco is huge in that state's history. Connecticut has a
0: 50-cent cap, but their tax is 50%.
3: So that's something I find interesting because even in the cigarette aspect of things... Tobacco is very deep rooted in that state's mm-hmm. architectural, so that's that's interesting to me.
0: Yeah, it, it it's funny. I I really think it, it's. I think a lot of people in. You know, government see it as an as an easy target. Because most people don't smoke cigars, and it's generally seen that smoking tobacco is bad. Yeah. I've never understand that kind of a tax easy it's it's easy to do it. If you're gonna tax anything at all,
2: you should tax something that everybody uses. Like toilet paper. Or toothpaste, you know, it's a mouthwash, You you know if if you put like a couple cents on each roll of toilet paper even just one. You know how much like they could get rid of all the other taxes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's sales, uh, there, there's sales tax. There, there's tax and... You wouldn't,
2: you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't need that. Mm-hmm.
0: But what's what's funny is, you know, I know, um, you know, uh, Dave Garofalo and two guys, are a great example of this. When Massachusetts, um, un, you know, several decades ago, decided to um, implement a cigar tax, uh, he said, "Well, I'm leaving." And I'm going to take all of my customers with me. And, you know, he said it and he, you know, was kind of all fired up at the time, but after it was like in print in the paper, he was like, I'm I'm not sure I really should said anything, but he did. He followed through and he moved from Everett to uh, Salem, New Hampshire. And the next year he tripled his business. And that next year, Uh, In Massachusetts, they made about a third of what they thought they were going to make with the cigar tax. You know, so the whole idea of doing it to make money doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Not when you're trying to tax it at at such huge things. Massachusetts right now is at 40%. There's There's no cap on it. So in Massachusetts, that nine dollar and fifty cent cigar is thirteen fifty, mm-hmm. and that's before sales tax on the cigar. So it's it's going to be even more uh, there. One of the beautiful things about New Hampshire is we don't even have a sales tax. Mm-hmm. So you know what the MSRP is is what you pay here in New Hampshire, which is wicked awesome. You can't say that in Florida. Florida has no. Uh, tobacco tax but there's sales tax and not only that a lot of cities or you know or local municipalities also have a sales tax so you know you're, you're going to be paying more than the msrp but you're paying a sales tax that's applied to everything not just cigars you know yep so therein lies the difference so I, i've just never understood why why the huge, you know, if you if you think that you know, putting a seventy five percent tax on a product is going to it obviously isn't working in New York. It's not like cigar it's not like cigar smokers are going away. I mean, and in the United States, cigar consumption has actually increased over the last number of years. so if if the goal is to kill it, and get people to stop it's not working no. if the goal is to make money for those states it's not working so i don't understand you know you know why do you do the same thing over and over and expect a different result you know that's einstein's definition
3: for you know insanity i think if you look at kind of the quote that i spoke to about like taxes to kill mm-hmm. like it it does, it is doing the purpose, like, you know, in New York, like, say, I'm a young entrepreneur, and I want to open up a shop somewhere, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Not New York, right, you know, so, you know, I'm not a politician, I'm not well versed in government, when it comes to the political aspect of things, like the legal aspect, I'm, I can speak to, but, you know, when you look at these taxes, and the goals of the government, I'm sure it's not to you know really amp up the general fund and you know be able to have all this money you know you're getting from these cigars i think it's to kill the culture and a lot of these places where these taxes are high you don't really have like a cigar haven per se you may have mm-hmm. people that you know on their own meet up and smoke cigars they smoke on their porch on their property then and that's achieving the government's goal essentially by killing that culture like you know you look at new hampshire like i really don't think there's a bad smoke shop here like i've been to numerous smoke shops other than twins and they all have a really unique different kind of culture and it's Mm -hmm. a very accepting culture but you go you know like I i can even speak to you I went to the Smoker, and I was looking at different shops in Connecticut, and it's it's different, you know, because there's a tax there. So it wasn't a bad culture at all, but it was definitely different than New Hampshire. And you look at these states where there's a high tax, yes, people can still go across the border and get cigars for a fair price, but they're not partaking in commerce in that state, which essentially is killing the industry in that state. In that state, yes. So I think... You know, that, that's why Marbury versus Madison, whenever anyone talks about taxing anything, I always mention that quote because it's it's such a true statement that's mm-hmm. aged very well is whenever you implement a tax or something, it's to kill it. And states often do that, which is what they wanted to do in the case to kill the federal bank. But as we see today, federalism, but um, it, it works. I mean... <laughs> Like, where would you open a cigar shop, you know? You wouldn't go to California to do it, I'm sure. Nope. Nope. So, it it does achieve the goal.
1: To Pat's point, it very much is like a community. Like, there's certain things that you would consider a niche interest. And even Mm -hmm. though people look at cigars as a general topic, it's like you can be a cigar enthusiast in New Hampshire and then... You know, travel to Pennsylvania, walk into a cigar shop, and it feels like home because mm. it's the same type of people, it's the same type of atmosphere, same interest, same environment. And so it's like there are certain places that you can go and you can feel like you're at home mm-hmm. on that basis of being a part of the cigar community.
3: And it really does create like closet smokers, like if you're just buying online, getting mm-hmm. shipped or. Cause like you know i think all four of us can speak to the point of how many times have we had somebody new the twins come in and they have to ask us twice about there being a lounge upstairs and if they can smoke in the lounge and it's like they're in utter shock that yeah. they can smoke here inside mm-hmm. inside the building mm-hmm. you know and it's and that's again look at the goal of the tax and what yep. these states are doing it's the kill like the, the culture of you know when someone comes in it's like a culture shock like you can smoke the cigar here yeah you can do that it's, it's like a shock to them because they're conditioned that it's not okay to do that so when you look at like that example which i see that very frequently you get somebody from massachusetts or now a lot of municipalities in maine are going through the same thing where they feel that they can't do that and it's it's like such a shock to them like you mean i can buy this and walk up two flights of stairs and light it up and wait i can drink too like you know so it's it's it is working to the the government's goal it is working
0: now kind of parallel to that though in the last few years, I've seen a huge uptick in uh, online-based clubs for cigar smoking, for pipe smoking, for both.
3: Like the monthly subscription pack? There's the thing, monthly or...
0: subscription pack, but there's actual like groups, like uh, Barrel Burners, for instance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a national group that... Uh, you know, focuses around cigars and bourbon. They also have a a subset within their group for pipes and pipe smokers. And they, they use the discord app, you know, and, but they'll, they'll get together and have virtual perks together on a regular basis. And, you know, there's a whole culture that's going along with that. And you're a lot of these people that are part of that group don't have smoke shops that are next to them or you know it, it's like they live in a state where the the taxes are so high there's it's not worth going there so they'll have stuff sent to them mailed to them muled by some yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know a, a person or friend that they know and uh you know work that way you know a, another um specifically pipe related club you know briar bastards um they're an international club but they do the same thing you know people send them pictures back and forth on instagram on facebook both those clubs you know and and trying to build up a, a online community of of smokers
3: yeah, it just goes to the point tax a kill like like the, the government wants that to happen like you're in your own house and you're using You know, virtual communication back and forth, you know on the streets, people aren't seeing you doing it, you're not going out walking around with a cigar, like that's that's the goal. Yeah, that's but I guess I'm saying, you know what it, it is like killing the,
0: the culture, but in in another sense, it's
3: creating another culture. Well, well, it's, it's like the government doesn't more, want it to happen. It's the, creating the a more privatized culture. Like, yes. case in point, yes. like, yes. I yes. was in, which is, is a good thing, u- utilizing technology, but I right. think in the grand scheme of things, like, when it is, you know, getting comfortable, like, you know, one of the things I'll say about the CANH with Kurt and like, you know, I go to their golf tournament every year, and I you know, I talked to Dave, I talked to Eric, you know, everyone that's a part of this group, and they're very, they're not comfortable, you know, even though we have no tax, they're never comfortable. They're always looking ahead at like, how do we preserve this, you know, and then states where the tax is very high to the point where you feel like you have to privatize your passion. Mm -hmm. It's, um, and now it's good and bad. I'm not saying it's bad that these groups exist, but it's, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to be a part of a group where you're meeting on zoom or you're sharing pictures to enjoy the passion with other people. Right. You know, and I think people get very comfortable in that aspect and I was going to make a further point of this, but I just completely lost my mind. Well, I'll give you some time to
0: think about that and uh, talk about something else. One of the reasons I wanted to smoke an HVC uh, tonight, and I was glad we found this, this uh, box of aged uh, Black Fridays, which is an annual release from them, um, is we're doing an HVC brunch mm. here at Twins oh, yeah. on May 20th, 11 o'clock, out on the deck of the 724 Lounge. Um, tickets for that are 40 bucks, and you're going to get a full pancake breakfast. Pancakes. Uh, bacon, Mm. sausage, fresh fruit, coffee. You're going to get two HVC cigars. One, of course, has to be a hot cake. The other one is going to be a special cigar that's provided by HVC. And this is all going to be overseen by Rainier uh, Lorenzo, who is the president and owner of HVC. And he is also going to be capping the uh, brunch with mojitos, that he's going to make himself for everybody who attends. Oh, well, that sounds and horrible. That's it, It's really cool because mojitos are, are a drink that's not normally available here at the bar because of all of the work and ingredients. And, you know, no one seems to be able well, to, to we, keep the mint. We had from mint. Dying. Plans <laughs> and the they mint do it, but dying. mint,
3: mint honest. Yeah. And like, it's, it's not necessarily the labor and the girls and everything, but like mojitos really aren't a common order here. And it's, unless you maintain a mint plant yourself there is a lot of tentative labor that actually goes into having fresh mint and when we offer mojitos we don't just buy mint at the store we actually have a mint plant so it's fresh and it it, it's tough to there was a lot because when i was bartending last year and we had mojitos like you know that plant like (laughs) it's like the bane of my existence (laughs) Like you gotta make sure it gets. You gotta put it. You know, to get some sun during Text the day. You gotta Kendra. bring it in. Make sure you, move you gotta the water, it water it. Yeah, the like, yeah. like the mint plant. Had the mint
0: plant. Get the mint plant.
3: So, uh-huh. I will say I, I have two. Po- I have one point to make with the HVC fan, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. make the point that I was making earlier before I forget about it again. Mm-hmm. So back to the culture and being a clogged smoke and everything. So, I remember a few years ago, I was in Boston and my brother. So this was actually much more than a few years ago. But my brother was graduating college. He went to Fisher College in Boston. So, mm-hmm. we naturally, you know, being a cigar smoking family, what do we want to do at some point? We want to go to Paredes and then go and smoke sure. a cigar. So we get cigars and we go into a park that was I forget which the park, it was. But we sat on. We were very courteous. We sat on a bench far away from everyone. And one of the funny things about Boston was. In these parks, you see a bunch of groups of people, you know, sitting on these little like tapestry looking carpets or whatever, and they're smoking, but they're not smoking, <laughs> they're smoking pot yep. all over the goddamn place. And so, you know, we're looking like, oh, people are smoking pot, whatever. So, my brother, father, and I sit on a bench far away from even pot smokers. We're like on the edge, like literally the edge of the fence. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can touch the sidewalk, right? Mm-hmm and we start lighting up cigars not only not even five minutes goes by and a equestrian officer goes by us and he's like you guys can't smoke in the park <laughs> and we're looking up and we're like really and again like being a police family we're not going to say anything wrong to the officer and we're like okay well we'll make sure we put them out then sir and we we just as we're having this conversation, we're just looking at the vast of smoke coming up in the park everywhere, and it's it's all pie, you know. And it's the, the guy doesn't necessarily care about them, but it's the cigar smoking was was a problem. So obviously we put them out, but it's it's that that's the culture of cigars, you know. Like Massachusetts, I think still has some grandfathered, you know, cigar people people there. But the culture of cigar smoking there is completely dwindled. And you look at Boston, you know, to a point Dave had mentioned earlier about, like, when we left England, like, you know, like, to me, Boston is a really spiritual city where, like, there's a lot of history there with Mm -hmm. freedom and patriotism and American. And seeing that something that really isn't a bad thing got shut off in a park like that when something in my humble opinion is a bad thing is okay mm-hmm. being marijuana again that's a different topic but you know it, it was just kind of a wake-up point for me and i'm like is this really a problem but it, again it goes to mass dose of attacks the the political climate in massachusetts is anti-cigar and it's that's just how it is you know so yeah. taxes to kill and yeah. that's i witnessed it firsthand where yep. This new coming thing, which is smoking marijuana, is accepted, where smoking a cigar is not accepted. So I couldn't be out in the public, essentially, smoking a cigar. I couldn't do it. So it just piggybacks off the point of these private groups because that's what it's doing to you. Like You want yeah. to express, which I'm not going to go into First Amendment. Well, those or whatever, people, Pat, but,
2: were publicly medicating. Yeah, but
3: to <laughs> me, like, like, to me i find cigar smoking <laughs> a avenue of expression so I, I could do a complete separate argument on first amendment which it might get shot down if it went to the supreme court but i really think that this is a form of expression side note on that so i'll go before i go on a legal ramble i'll go to the hvc event thank you so <laughs> i will say like when Lorenzo came and visited i had a like conversation with him and I've also watched him on podcasts that were in the area because he had visited a few shops when he was here mm-hmm. and that event is going to be absolutely amazing he he's one of those principal people that he's young he's very passionate and he's very open to talk about what he does and like when I watched him on another podcast for 30 minutes I learned so much about cigars and he is A wealth of knowledge and it's it's going to be like you know he's doing the mojitos and but having the opportunity for people to come smoke his products and talk with him it's going to be a a completely different experience than what we've offered at twins because he's gonna it's i i suspect he's going to be very tentative and it's it's going to be a very informative uh experience and i it's it's going to be good like I, I, I totally agree and even when we no, talked to him awesome. in the humidor that one day when he came in and we yep. were planning this event like he was just so excited and motivated to do this thing and it, it's it's just it's rejuvenating seeing a principal person come here mm. which we have other principals that come here that are the same way like, right. you know, glenn case for example but it, it, it's it's just i'm very excited to have him come here and have an event it's unique that we're doing the the brunch kind of style but yep, it, it's going to be it, it it's one of those events coming up this year that i you do not want to miss it's not going to be a lot of money to go it's going to just be a very good experience and if you're a cigar smoker like it's 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 yeah. going to be a must go to event for sure
0: and you know let's let's face it getting getting a you know a, a full brunch with the the coffee the cigars the Mojito, and basically a guest speaker who's a who's a he's going to tell a story, he's going to talk about the cigars, he's gonna it's going to be very informative. That's a lot for forty bucks,
2: mm-hmm. and you then look, the value is totally the there.
0: value is totally there. Totally you know, there. and um, people who are at the breakfast are going to have special um, deals on uh, his product. There at the deck will be will have stuff for people to buy. Uh, there and you know one of the cigars you're going to be smoking is going to be uh special um I, you know that's it's still kind of up in the air i mean but he was throwing out you know maybe test marketing a cigar or you know as yet unreleased product and stuff like that so that's this, this is going to be really really good it is not just a buy get your cigars eat and you know kind of go thing this is going to be a real experience and may out on the deck on a Saturday morning. It's beautiful. Is going to be awesome, and capping that around 12:30 or one o'clock yeah. with a mojito on the deck.
2: Especially since I have Saturday is going to be
0: fantastic. <laughs> it's 30 p. It's limited to 30 people. We've already the tickets have already started to go. You're going to want to get yours quick. Uh, give it to back in here. A call at Twins. Come in. Um, there's not actual tickets. There's a list. But get your name on that list once, that, once we're full, because the deck can only hold so many people comfortably. Um, that's it. So the first 30 people who um, uh, we get will get that special time with him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking around at us. We're, we're really enjoying the cigar, too. You're halfway done. You're halfway done i'm in my final third where are you at dave i'm on I'm,
2: I'm in my final third you're in mm-hmm. your
0: final third too what wh- what's our thought been on the cigars it's traveled has it stayed the same has it changed are you liking the pairing at all
2: um i feel like the the flavors have really kind of melded together uh, mm-hmm. the retro hail has toned down a lot it's not so much of a pepper bomb anymore mm-hmm. um i'm definitely not getting any of that metallicness anymore mm-hmm. um it's got a rich kind of cedary woody note on my palate um with a little bit of sweetness um as far as the pairing can go personally I I didn't like the pairing that much I thought it was okay but I was I enjoyed the cigar more than the pairing that's my two cents on Patrick
3: yeah I mean the only thing I'll add is the the cigar's aged and or just to me it hasn't changed too too much i think the pairing was fine with it um you know it's i had smoked this when it came out in okay. 2020 that was the first year i was here and it's you know black friday you have to smoke the black friday right so yeah. i remember the cigar was extremely spicy which i think all the black fridays in my opinion are pretty spicy cigars mm-hmm. um so like seeing what the around three years have done to the blend it's it's really and i think that's why like david mentioned it's got a lot more refined to his palate towards the back of the cigar because naturally again i don't know if you asked him he'll tell you i'm sure but i, I don't know what what he does specifically with the tobacco that's in the blend mm-hmm. but i'm going to suspect that he has the Lajero and like the stronger tobaccos in the front of the cigar yeah i think so too so i think since we smoke kind of past that pepper bomb I think you know the age is really speaking to the blend, and it's, mm-hmm. to me, like the only thing I can add to the flavor wheel that I had mentioned earlier is I'm getting a little bit of a nice and kind of a creamy almond cashew kind of nut mix. I can't really distinguish what the nut is, but it, it's it's very enjoyable. And again, the size of the cigar is my favorite size. so yeah, Corona Gorda. It's also his favorite size, but three. Mm
1: yeah it it was it, it, mediocre it, it, for me it like uh um, mediocre
0: the cigar <laughs> the pairing or both
1: i mean like everything i think it's i'm going to call it standard like it's a pretty standard like if you're coming in and you're smoking you're drinking you're not really thinking about it you're just you you want like that standard medium bodied easy to consume pairing Mm -hmm. it's good um i did have my draw my draw was a little bit tight and i I think i relit like once and i'm going to relight again right now um after the pepper bomb it really did mellow out Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't i didn't love it but it was also enjoyable did you like it when it was more peppery i honestly no i'm glad that the pepper bomb mild got milder but I can't say anything stood out to me specifically. Like I enjoyed right. the pairing, I enjoyed the cigar, I enjoyed the drink, um, but nothing in particular stood out to me.
2: Mm. Pastor,
0: mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a, a very good cigar. I I can tell that um, it's been aged, and I think some. I think a lot of those flavors have kind of mellowed down since twenty twenty. Um, I was surprised after three years how peppery it was mm. at the start. You know that would be one of the things I would think really.
2: I wish we could save the box know, and do cut, it in a couple more years. You mm. know,
0: cut down that I, I remember it being peppery. Um, uh, so I was I was kind of me had more
1: pepper to it. The other one know, had more pepper to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the, there's variations in the box that way. I love the size. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any problems with the construction at all. No. For me, the draw, mm-hmm. the draw was a little the... tight,
2: but not too tight. Not to be terrible. Accurate, not terrible.
0: My, yeah. my, my draw was perfect on this cigar. Um, if I relit it, it was because I, been, I was talking for long periods of time, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you just got to expect that. Yeah. Um, but even so, it, you know, the burn's been great on all of ours. There hasn't been any canoeing or lousy mm-hmm. burning or things like that. Mm-hmm. The ash has been good. I got mm-hmm. a little too long for Brie about halfway through the show. Um, <laughs> Not thinking about it, just smoking, talking. <laughs> um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the pairing too. Um, I thought the I thought the uh, uh, rye Manhattan was really really good. I thought it brought out some nice stronger cedar notes in the cigar. Um, you know. But I guess kind of like Dave, it was it was a good pairing, but it didn't like wow me. either. Yeah. no. Last each, week, each was of them like, were each oh. of them were really great by themselves. Mm-hmm. They were good together. Would mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I would agree. That, with I, that. Yeah. Am I speaking out of turn.
1: That's where. Yeah, I'd say it's the
2: end. We got anything else coming up?
0: For what? Events? For events. Mm. Um, well, the weekend before, um, we have Eric Stokeby coming on the 13th of May. Mm-hmm. So the, the Saturday before, um, Eric is a great friend of twins. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, you know, as you know, a big pipe community here Yep. and, uh, uh, Eric Stokeby is the owner of fourth generation tobacconist, uh, pipes and tobaccos and, uh, um, um, we do a great yearly event with him and uh it's called day of the danes resolution nice and gonna... day of the danes you know he's danish this is also going to be featuring um, nording pipes who is also Yay. a dane himself hence the day of the danes resolution refers to Stokebee's small batch release this year which is a collaboration with uh cornell and deal and and uh, Jeremy Reeves, that's called Resolution. We're going to be featuring each of the last uh, um, small batch releases, Mm. Petey Kentucky, Jeremy, um, if he wants to come
2: um,
0: Jerobo Jeroboam Flake, and then the uh, uh, this year's small batch, the Resolution uh, along with some cocktails at the bar carlsberg beer there's going to be roasted meats mm. it's kind of a viking danish theme to look the, to it we're gonna have we're gonna, gonna, gonna have awesome. the
2: swords on the table again
0: we might have the swords pat and i would have to coordinate that and see if they, i haven't asked him about that yet that's but, definitely uh, anything's a possibility but it's 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 going to be a great show Excellent.
1: um i'll be out of town for that no that's mm. too
0: bad that's too bad. So that's that's what's coming up in May, Twins. Nice, yep. very good. And that's that's pretty much our show, guys. Mm. Um, so thanks for being with us tonight. Um, if you get a chance to try one of these, you should. When they're gone, they're gone because you know they haven't been produced since 2020. Um, we have some of Twins. Um, I don't know if there's any left after the show here because we got people uh, here in the uh, audience that have been. Uh, smoking them too so get them if you can make sure you get a ticket to that event yes with uh rainier lorenzo it's going to be awesome may 20th 11 o'clock here at twins out on the deck the pancake brunch it's going to be fantastic 40 bucks 30 people limit it's going to be a great time we'll see you next week next tuesday eight o'clock don't be late it's not just blowing smoke you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of twins smoke shop new england's premier smoke shop right to you wherever you are whenever you want it you can find us at our website notjustblowingsmoke.com and keep in touch with us on facebook youtube twitter and instagram at not just blowing Smoke. thanks for listening everybody and that is not just blowing smoke.
1: Rolling with the top down, token on a fan cigar.